You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have some new callers, or a new caller today. So, uh, very interested to see how this goes. I'm seeing a lot of battling on Twitter, a lot of jockeying for position, trying to... It's not my guy's fault, it's the defense's fault. No, it's Matt LaFleur's fault. No, it's Jordan Love's fault. So this should be a fun one. We'll see how it goes, though. I, I just very briefly... I'm, I'm not on social media at all during the game. So I'm not monitoring this. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. I talked to uh, my half-Mexican lawyer, Blaine, a little bit just to you know bounce it off of somebody a little bit, but... Otherwise, I'm not sure where this is going to go. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of ups and downs and roller coasters. I don't know if we're in doom and gloom, tank, I quit, I can't do this mode or what, but we shall find out. First caller is a new caller. Wait, do I have this set up right? No, I don't. <laughs> I can always count on myself to not do things right. Hey, Ryan, this is uh, Chris calling. Uh, first time, long time. All right. That's your name, Chris. First time. Hey, uh, <clears throat> huge fan of Jersey Mike, by the way. Um, just witnessed uh, the uh, final interception from Mr. Love. Um, just a few thoughts. You know, I, I've I thought about calling a uh, hundred times, but I just, jeez. Uh, um. You know, from a Lafleur standpoint, uh, archaic play calling. I mean, look around the league at what some of these he, McDaniel's and and others are doing. It's archaic, and um, he needs to be held accountable. He's had again. This is always going to be my issue with this complaint. You don't know what the play calling was. You just know what the execution and the end result was. Right when you throw it to Dontavian Wicks and he throws it across the field to to Aaron Jones, are we calling that archaic? I mean, just because Jordan Love is checking the ball down every single play to the checkdown doesn't mean that that was the play design. 
There's there's like four or five guys running routes. Jordan Love sometimes doesn't throw it. Sometimes he checks it down. Sometimes he airmails it over somebody's head. We don't know what was going on on the field. So, yeah, going on social media and immediately seeing I hate Matt LaFleur, it's, it's just such... I'm trying to... I'm trying to get my point across being as delicate as I can, but we can't criticize play calling if you don't know what the play call was. I don't know how to be more clear about that. Three years to develop love, and this is this is what the product is. Um, with all the weapons that uh, are available, Wicks, Jones, Dobbs, Watson, Reeves, they even ran the ball fairly well today, although the, the Denver defense is a horrific run defense. But, um, you know, I, on Gutekinds, I'd say <laughs> um, this isn't the right format to even start talking about um, my thoughts on Gutekinds, so I'll leave that. But I will say, you know, like the Nixon experiment is over. That slot. I mean, his 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 coverage, his tackling, it's 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 over, and and they'll continue to let him play there. But but I didn't notice him messing up anything. I think I don't know. He must have done something wrong that upset people. I didn't really see it. I thought this was one of the few games where he actually kind of stepped up from what I could see, and his returns were better than usual. But um, plus, I mean, there's nobody to back him up, so. Yeah, he's he's going to be playing for a while. I don't know if he's here next year, but um, I must have missed something. It sh- should be over. Um, and one thing I've I've noticed is is Love just can't throw a deep ball. I mean, he he, he typically puts weight. He he throws it behind. He he puts way too much air under him. I, I don't understand. I don't. It is staggering to me that somebody can be that bad at it. You know, I mean, it's one thing where, where you know, I don't know, sometimes you kind of struggle or there's a relatively high... I mean, he cannot, period. Like, I don't know if we've really hardly ever seen a good deep ball from him. I'm talking... I'm not saying he hasn't completed any, which it almost is none. I'm, I, but, but, you know, it's one thing if somebody's wide open and then you throw it and it's underthrown and he kind of stands there and then catches it like... You know, the Christian Watson pass last or two weeks ago wasn't uh, necessarily a deep pass, but where Christian Watson is standing there and you throw it to him and, okay, whatever. I'm talking about he's running full speed and you hit him in stride. Does that ever happen? Has that happened one time? One time? I don't think so. I don't think that's happened one time. Maybe that Christian Watson one, but Christian Watson, again, was kind of slowing down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was like the one that would have been in stride. Um, but it, it really is staggering. Like when he throws a deep ball, it's just like, this ain't going to do anything. It's, it's not good. Like, I hope that that ball stops at about 18 yards. Cause if it goes beyond 20 or certainly beyond like 30, like if that, if that trajectory is up in the air, it's like, I don't, I'm not even, I'm going to go make a sandwich. This is not going to be a thing. I don't understand a lot of things about this team, but, um, I think it's time to come to terms. I mean, for me to come to terms, at least as a forty-year-old schlub Packer fan, that uh, 
that this is a bottom of the barrel roster. Oh yeah, and ultimately, I mean, at, at this point in time, um, I mean, I, I bottom of the barrel roster. It's a bottom bottom of the barrel performing team. Um, it's not a bottom of the barrel collection of of football players. I mean, it's the same, almost identical football players to the you know two years ago that was doing very very well. I mean, obviously we don't have Rodgers or Devontae, but. Uh, I I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of maybe like Carolina, I mean, how many how many worse teams are there? You can say the Giants, but they had a pretty good day today. They beat Washington. Um, I mean, Chicago they won today. Minnesota, I don't think so. We'll find out next week. I don't have any faith that we're going to beat Minnesota. Like, I mean, let me look at it. I want to get through a bunch of calls, but let's see if I'm missing one. Who would be the teams? So we got uh, New England, who just beat the Buffalo Bills, so I can't necessarily confidently say that. The Broncos, who just beat us, were 1-5. The Giants were 1-5. They just won. Um, Arizona Cardinals, maybe. The Bears just won. I don't think the Cardinals won. So, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that I would feel... I mean, the Chargers are another two-win team, but I th- I don't think we could beat the Chargers. So yes, this is this is a hundred percent. I mean, we were talking about the Bears, and the Bears will probably get the number one pick from Carolina, but I I realistically we could be looking at the number two pick the way things are going right now. I mean, it's it's pretty bad, which might not be the worst thing in the world because I I just I know people don't want to hear it. I'm I'm looking squarely at quarterback right now because it's just this is not a thing. It's just not. The, I hope um, that that uh, people are held accountable, specifically Lafleur and Gutekunst. I mean, you, you can't. This can't be. You know, they always talk about the standard, the standard, the standard. Well, um, it's time for someone to hold the standard on them, and it's it's time to uh, time to make a move. Three minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I've got to go back and watch it. But if, if I see guys open down the field again, then I see a team that is ready to compete. I see a defense that held somebody else to sub-20. Um, I know it was disappointing kind of for a lot of different reasons, but at the end of the day, you look at the points. And if I see guys, you know, we had a good run game. The offensive line looked better. Jordan Love was clean basically the entire day. If guys are open down the field, this team's ready to compete. Period. Defense can compete. The offensive line is good. The wide receivers are open. The scheme is sound. Like, everything's ready to go. We just need a quarterback that can execute it. Now, if that's not the case, then fine. But if I see the same thing I saw in the last game, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. We got a team. We're going to keep getting better. Like, Musgrave keeps rolling, and I hope, you know, Christian Watson's okay. That looked pretty brutal, which, I mean, this might be a little underhanded, but he's literally got hurt because of Jordan Love. The pass was so bad, he, like, jacked up his knee. And I hope he's not out for an extended time. It's another example of a play where it's like that he was wide open. Just hit him in stride. It's what Jordan Love had been doing the first part of the year that he just suddenly can't do anymore. And he stood there and he stood there and he stood there and he stood there and then it was thrown behind him still, even though he was just standing still. He still couldn't throw it accurately, so he bent backwards to get it and he torqued his knee when the defender fell on him when he was bending the other direction. Just a freaking abomination, man. <sighs> um, 
I got. I only have two calls that are before the game. I do think I'm going to skip them. I do feel bad about it, but we got a bunch. I've got 26 more calls to get to, and I don't want to go back to. One of them was from Saturday. So Chris and Snacks, I apologize. If you want to get it back in, just put it to the top. All right, Aaron, what you got, man? Aaron, this is Aaron. I'm just watching the game right now, and uh, we've just got through two drives, and I'm really hoping that this is not one of those games that the refs just decide everything nah. because they just gave Josh Myers a false start for doing something that... That was a terrible call. I, I don't even know what he did because he literally does whatever what every right. center That's does what centers literally do. every single play. Like, yeah, I, don't, he, I didn't see an abrupt movement. I didn't see anything. And all I saw was the defense jumping across the field. And... And then, obvi- and then there was up before that there was the pass interference that should have been pass interference because Patrick Sertan was clearly grabbing Jaden Reed's arm. I mean, I'm not excusing Jordan Love because that was a really awkward ball to have thrown. I don't know why he did that, but oh man! And now we have another holding call on ten- on Kenny Clark. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. The refs are. I ho- I'm just really hoping that nah, this that was is not call. the entire game. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I really hope that this isn't the entire game because it's that's not how I want to either win or lose. And right now, it's the refs are clearly helping the Broncos along. So just maybe we can play a little bit better and beat the refs because that's never an excuse in the end when it comes to sports. Everyone who's ever played knows that. Anyways, hopefully we can play better. Aside from the Josh Myers thing, I can't really remember a lot of bad calls. I mean, there's some kind of like, eh. I think there was a pass interference that was like a, a very minor. It might have even been Keyshawn Nixon, to be honest. Actually, or was it Owens? I think it might have been Owens, actually. Where, I mean, you see the jersey pull, and it's like they're going to call that every time. I understand that. But it's like it, he didn't even slow down. Like, he barely did anything. He was still open. Like, what a stupid thing to call a penalty on. School this Omar the Firefighter. How y'all doing? Uh, I said I won't go try to call during the game. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm a little disappointed because they're not. I know Jordan Love hears everybody basically talking smack. Um, I even put a little money on the game about him, you know, doing like doing like three touchdowns or whatever, two or three touchdowns. I can't remember what it was. Um, but it's like he's playing. Inaccurate, just like he's always been. Like yep. they doing these short passes, not really going down the field so far. Well, and even the short passes, like there was one early on where it was like a little curl route, and I think it was like to Musgrave or one of the tight ends, and he was standing there for like five seconds, and then he threw it, and obviously it got broken up. Like why was that so late? I don't understand. Like the timing is so horrific. I just don't understand. Like he he it was again a curl, so he he runs forward or at an angle, I guess, turns around, stands there, and you can give it like a three count, and then he throws it, and the defender's draped on him at the time. Like you really gonna throw this? He did, and he defender just batted it away. Like I don't freaking get it, dude. Or completing down the field, I should say. Um, and it's just like they're babying him. You just gotta let him play. You either got it or you don't. Well, and, and again, I don't think those are called. I mean, those are those are checkdowns. He's just thrown to the checkdowns. I don't think it's designed to just throw, you know, checkdowns the whole time. I just think that's what he's throwing. 
So, I mean, the, the real question is going to be when we go back and watch it, were there options down the field or was everything taken away? And if there's nothing left, then it's kind of a matter of, okay, we got to kind of look at maybe the scheme or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, it would be a heck of an indictment if nobody could get open or Matt LaFleur couldn't get guys open against the Broncos. But I just have a sneaking suspicion, just based on the few times that I saw guys open and they either didn't get the ball or the ball was inaccurate or whatever, just how bad Jordan was playing today, I just have a sneaking suspicion that it's not going to be a schematic problem again. But I, you know, again, might be wrong. Maybe there was just nobody open all day long. I don't know. Not like him, what he's, you know, he's doing. Like, uh, LaFleur's cussing out because, again, everybody's in the same area. Yeah, we did I, have one of those again I don't, today. I don't know if that, I don't think that's probably Jordan Love's fault. But at the same time, it's kind of just like, what is going on? Are you not right. telling the play correctly? Like, I don't understand how they're doing this mess-ups against this defense, you know. So it's like, if we lose this game, it's like double sad. One, because obviously I don't think I'm going to get my two touchdowns, you know, and, and two pass touchdowns or whatever with my bet. But I also don't think that Jordan doesn't play well, so we don't have a good QB. And it's crazy because it's like so many other QBs that are not as talented as him are playing way better than him, and it's crazy. You know, um, like, shoot, it's it's just it's ridiculous. I can go through the all-average quarterbacks, but he's – it's just – I would never think, like, that Washington would have a better quarterback play or anything like that. They're going to P.J. Walker playing better than him, and he's like a backup backup. So it's just, it's just crazy. But uh, hopefully – when we listen to this, uh, you know, I end up winning my bet, and we'll, you know, they tighten up. But we'll see what happens. All right, go Paco. Yeah, I mean, it does, you know, like at the end, and then and right before it doesn't, I guess, would be the right answer. Hey, Ryan. Hey. <clears throat> Stroh, the janitor. What's up, man? From Connecticut. <clears throat> How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not doing that good. Okay. Um, you know, I uh, really didn't want to call in and um be negative but uh i get it our team is horrible uh, we we uh, right now it's you know more than halfway through the second quarter we can't even move the ball uh on the broncos um and, and they're 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 terrible um i just gotta say yeah i haven't called for a couple weeks uh basically due to our last performances i just kind of wanted the bye week to go i listened and I wanted to forget about it. And I figured we'd come out and uh, not dominate in this game, but at least move the ball. But um, we can't we can't move the ball against the goes. So, well, hopefully things change. Show on. Yeah, I mean, it changes. They can move the ball. You'll see. It'll be great. Watch when they move the ball until they don't. What's up? It's Omar Firefighter calling again. What's up, man? Uh, I'm pissed because I need... Dobbs, Reed, and Jones will score a touchdown. And the way our offense is looking, it looks like we're going to score a touchdown, period. It's horrible. I, I don't ever want to blame the play calling, but even on like that third, like third and seven, and we did like a little slant or like screen to Reed, and we got like three, four, five yards, something like that. And I'm like, dude, that's a dumb call. We're not getting seven yards off that more likely. And again, you got to look at it because we we can't assume that whoever catches it is the only guy that was on the play, right? Like, I mean, there's check downs on these plays too where it's like if they don't get open down the field, you check it down. 
that's obviously not ideal, right? But there are situations where if a guy's coming across at seven yards and you need to pick up 10, that it can work. That's not one of those situations, so it's not ideal to throw it there. Maybe that was his only option. I don't know. You hope that he can catch it and make a play. But, you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've certainly seen, I mean, heck, the freaking the Broncos called a run play on second and 31 and got, what, 23 yards on it? So, <laughs> it's, I, yeah, whatever. It's horrible. Like, let this play. It's like we, it's like we we got a brand new fresh quarterback who never been in the league. And in reality, I've seen other teams with rookie shoebies letting them do more than what Jordan Love's doing. And it's and it's to me, it's one of the two things they either don't trust Love or he can't do it. Like it's no reason why we're babying him. It's re- like we won't baby him week one. We let him play. And I, I think they still are. I mean, he well, you haven't seen it yet. He takes a bunch of shots later. I don't think he's being babied. I, I think there are opportunities, um, and either they're covered up, or he's not seeing it, or he's not throwing it, or whatever. But he's he's going through his reads, and he's turning it down, and he's going to the check down. So it looks like he's being babied, but it's just that's the decision being made. Whether it's the right decision or wrong decision, I don't know. But it, it's not like the play call. I know I've said... You probably don't need to hear me say this seven different times. It's not the play call when he hits a check down. That's just the the result of the play. You know, but now it's like we're just everything short, 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 short. It's crazy. And I'm I'm again, we are losing to a team who's only won one game and they got seventy put up on them. Our offense is horrible in the first half. Like, they're just talking about how bad we are. I'm listening, like, worst in the league, bottom three in the league of this offensive category. It's crazy. Then to top it off, they do the little kicker jink. Oh, and it's because oh, yeah. he made all his kicks he yep. hasn't missed. And Dude, when they said that, I, I, I told my son, I was watching with him, I said, I started screaming, like, shut up. Why are you saying that? Like, stop saying it. And then they're like, I watched him today. He was kicking uh, before the game. He didn't miss a single one. And I threw my hands up. I'm like, I guarantee he's going to miss this. Sure enough, he did. I want to just strangle the living crap out of these guys. Oh, oh, and by the way, and maybe you're not there yet, they just said, the, the announcers were talking about how the Packers have been really good down in the red zone. They haven't allowed a single very next play touchdown. Dude, I just want to freaking, oh, Shut up, stupid. Shut up. I don't care if you're not superstitious. Shut your mouth. Okay? Shut up. Oh, miss. Which I know it don't got stuff to do with them talking, but it's still just annoying. I, like, I hear you. It's This is just bad. I try to be rational and analytical, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, I am f- totally fine being an irrational freaking nut job because that's just basic football etiquette shut your freaking mouth you don't talk about how he's never missed right before he kicks you freaking jag off like we just are a bad football team just realize that everybody we suck um i'm still hoping maybe something happened i get my money but i doubt it (laughs) but if we lose to this team we suck we should just go ahead and play all the rookies i am happy they're letting wilson play wilson is looking good yeah. So I'm happy about the running back Wilson yeah, getting some playing good. time. So, but other than that, I ain't liking pretty much that. Him and Jones is the only highlights for me. All better, right, go, Pat, go. Better than Patrick Taylor, that's for sure. 
Um, somehow we're already to the first break. So um, we'll take that break. We'll come back and we'll try to get through as many of these calls as we can. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you want to support the podcast. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, caller number five. Uh, this is the performance... So far, I'm in, the, I'm in the first half. Uh, this is the performance after a bye week, um, which is not ideal. No. I am just. I just saw, I mean, Matt LaFleur is doing, or he did his press conference. Looks like Jordan's coming up next. Um, I'm not watching it, but I'm kind of trying to monitor it from Twitter. And um, somebody made some kind of a question or whatever about what kind of progress did you make after the bye, and he said, obviously, zero. So it's like, well, at least he's honest. Just wondering... Uh, are we the worst team in football? That's a I'm having a hard time thinking question. of a team we could actually beat right. See, and, and again, like people are going to hear, like especially more positive fans are going to hear, oh, you guys are being irrational. It's not irrational. When you've lost three in a row, you've demonstrated no offense, you legitimately have had one of the worst quarterbacks in football through that stretch, and I don't think that's going to change after this, this game. I don't think the stats are going to... I mean, his completion percentage was much higher, which is fantastic, as though that's like the issue. That's like a glaring issue, but it's not like, hey, if you can just get up to a decent completion percentage, suddenly you're great. No, that's just that's just a baseline. Like, this is something you have to do on top of being good. Um, you know, you lost to a terrible Raiders team, which you had no business losing to, that the Bears, with Tyson Bagent, a D2 quarterback, just beat. And then you go on to play the Denver Broncos with a terrible defense. Yes, the 70-point thing was a little bit of a fluke, and yes, they're better than that. But they're still a really bad defense, and they're a bad overall team, and you lost to them too. It's not, it's not emotional and irrational to sit here and say, I don't know who we're better than. I mean, we beat the Bears, but that was back when we could play football. That's not today's Packers. That's why, that's why when, you, when I keep doing the mathematical formulas, it keeps having the Packers ahead and kind of by a big margin. Because the beginning of the season keeps skewing it so radically. That's the problem. That's not this Green Bay Packers team anymore. Since the Falcons game, that's who this team is. And it's a bad, bad football team. 
I mean, we can't even put it together in the second half. Even though you look at it, and it's like, oh man, that was a great second half. Yeah, it was. A, it was a fantastic second half. If you don't consider that, like eyes closed, chuck it up in the air, underthrown into double coverage interception at the end. If you count that, then we don't even have a second half anymore. So that sucks. Now uh, they're playing like garbage. I mean, uh, there's no other way to say it. So I don't think we could be. I mean, I think the Cardinals. Stomp us. I think the Panthers would be close, but it's a coin flip, which is just sad. Um, we just lost to the Raiders. Uh, we probably wouldn't beat the Bears right now. I tell you what, guys, um, and, and again, I, people are going to get super pissed about this. We desperately need to root for the Carolina Panthers to start winning football games because there is a chance. And yes, there's also a chance we could turn this around. I said it for this week, and we didn't. All right. So I'm giving that, the, I gave that its due. And I got spit in my face for it. It is entirely possible that we have the number one pick. The Bears won three games in like four weeks and they had the number one pick. We haven't even got to three games yet. All right? We are at two wins. Now, I'm not even sure who I would want because Caleb Williams is making me nervous as all heck. But that's a real possibility. At the very least, if the Packers keep playing this this bad, top five is a certainty. And top three is likely. Because the Vikings and the Bears are also at two wins, and I just don't know if we're better than them. I really don't. So, I mean, maybe the Bears. Vikings, I just, I don't know. I don't know if we could beat them. So that's a bit unfortunate, but, um, yeah, just root for Carolina. That's all I can say. It's just pretty pretty gross how badly coached this team is. Um I just didn't expect them to be so poorly coached. Uh, anyway, uh, defense needs to do better. Offense needs to do better. All the whole team. Anyway, that's all. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I can't get behind the play calling thing, but the coaching is a separate discussion. Um, as far as whether Matt Lafleur is cut out to be everything else outside of just being a play caller, you know, it's 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 hard to say. Certainly, people don't seem to be doing as well as they should be. Um, but again, I will wait and see until after... Because again, you can say, well, that just because the play calling was okay, that doesn't mean the coach, that, that, that you're ready to be a, a coach and that you got your guys prepared. But really, I mean, again, who do we know was really bad in this game? I thought Dylan looked good. I thought the offensive line looked good. I thought Aaron Jones was incredible. The receivers, I don't really think I have a problem with any of them, as far as I could see. I mean, not not specifically. Maybe they were bad, but I certainly couldn't see anything bad. Um, the defense, certainly not happy with the run defense. Some of the tackling was pretty bad. Overall, though, they got stops when it mattered, I guess. So it's the whole bend-don't-break philosophy. Um, I don't really know as far as... I, I, I liked McDuffie. <laughs> But again, it's like, you know, if, if I, I, I know there's a lot of people that aren't going to like it, but if you, if, if the scheme was okay, it's entirely possible that if you just put a different quarterback in that situation, that this was an absolute beating. When you have an offensive line and a run game, and if you tell me, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if you tell me on top of that, you also have receivers running open in this game. We should have beat this team by 30 freaking points. The only question, the only one, is were wide receivers open? That's it. Because if our D, and by the way, our defense held them to sub 20 
when we're going like three and out, three and out, three and out? What if we actually held the ball and drove down the field most of the time when we had it as opposed to punt, 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 punt? Do they get to 14? Do they get to 10? Suddenly, this is a very good football team. Now, again, if, if nobody is open, then it's a separate issue. But it's like you, you can't get into a rhythm as an offense if you can't throw the football. And that's the issue. And we used to be, well, we can't throw because we can't run. Well, now we can run. What's the excuse? Well, bad play. Is it? Do you know what the play? Well, no, but probably because it didn't work. Really? So you can watch Jordan Love play terribly and then say, it was probably bad play calling on top of it, although I have no idea. I mean, we already know Jordan was bad in this game. That's all I need to know. I mean, we'll, we'll, go, I'll, we'll go check it out. As soon as this comes out, I promise you, I'm going to go check it out. And we'll see. But I saw improvement across the board for the offense, with the exception of one guy that looks like he has been for the last three games, four games, in a row. That, for me, is the difference. But we'll see. Time will tell, I suppose. Craig, what's up? Hey, Ryan, Craig from Indiana. It's halftime at the Packer-Denver game. It's all up from here, kind zero of. Zero points again the first half. Uh, just don't get it. I had to laugh when the... When Harlan said, well, the Packers will go in, they can make some halftime adjustments, come out in the second half after <laughs> coming out of a bye. I'm not sure what Denver has shown us that we're not ready for, that we have to adjust. So just terrible. I'm really, really concerned about the coaching at this point. I know there's some execution issues, but um, some of those, I just don't get it. It's it's uh, very, very embarrassing. Let's see if we can do something in the second half, but even a victory at this point doesn't feel great, um, even how pathetic we are in the first half. Take care. Well, and honestly, and I, I hate to say it for the second week in a row, I, I kind of, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, if we win this, what do we actually win? You know you're a bad football team. You know you're going to lose most of the rest of the season. What is this win going to get you? Some kind of moral victory? So honestly, like, I, 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 toward the end of the game, I didn't know who I was rooting for. Like, I was excited when the Packers did good stuff, but it didn't bother me even slightly, like, when they made that field goal. I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, do I want them to make this or miss this? And I was like, man, especially if we win based on a technicality, or not even a technicality, if we win based on them beating themselves on a missed field goal, that's even worse. And Luke Musgrave has a boot on his foot. That's great. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I just it, it. The bottom line is, if we won the game, I wouldn't have felt good about it. It's just it's a win, and you could say, hey, it's a win, and try to pick everybody's spirits up and cheer and all that. But I mean, what what are we celebrating? <laughs> I I don't know. A win, I guess. You celebrate a win. That's all. I guess that's all there is to it. Hey Ryan, this is Jersey Mike. It's halftime, and I want to puke. Um, I legitimately have never turned off a Packers game ever in my life. And I'm about 0.5 seconds away from doing it. And it's all because of Matt LaFleur. And you know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care. You, you can say whatever you want about how Matt LaFleur is scheming guys open and whatever the heck. This is the most poorly called offense. Jersey Mike. If somebody's wide open and the quarterback doesn't throw it, in what universe is that a poorly called offense? I don't understand. I don't understand this. Is is this like some kind of weird psychosis that's taking over Packer fans? That's not a poorly called offense. It's a poorly executed offense. And I, I'm not even necessarily talking about this game because I don't know. I just, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're, you're literally admitting that it doesn't matter if guys are wide open. It doesn't matter. It's a poorly called offense. That doesn't make any sense. 
you have to know that doesn't make any sense. You're you're trying to sound crazy right now. If you're if you're conceding that it doesn't matter if he's scheming guys wide open and that it's just not being thrown to them or not thrown accurately to them. And it's still Matt LaFleur's fault. Then we're not having a serious conversation anymore. You're just refusing to listen to anything other than I hate Matt LaFleur. So I at, at this point, there's no point in even having a conversation about stuff because that's crazy. I have ever seen in Green Bay Packers history, ever. He is too cute. The scheme is too stupid. Because- According to what, what scheme? Like what? This is what I'm saying. Like, what are you talking about? What is happening that you don't like other than it's just not working? What is it that you don't like? Because the only cute play I can think of worked. When we threw it to Wicks and Wicks threw it to Aaron Jones. What other cute stuff are they doing that's, that's not working? I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because these guys clearly cannot go out and execute it. I mean, we have... They can't a, execute a anything. That's the point. Is- that's the point. They can't... And by they, I mean, again, who can't execute? I, mean, I, I know it's, it's terrible that I'm putting it all on Jordan. I don't know who else to blame. I don't know who else to blame. Maybe it's a little bit Matt LaFleur. Maybe it's a little bit some of the wide receivers. I know on one play we had two wide receivers in the same spot. The only thing I know I can blame is Jordan because I saw the poorly timed passes. I saw the poorly, the the horrific accuracy of the passes. I saw, again, terrible downfield accuracy. I saw the bad timing. I saw the bad decision making. I saw all that. I didn't see anything. I don't know who else to blame. Call a, a, a screen to Watson behind the line of scrimmage, a, a long developing screen to, to Watson behind the line of scrimmage, or w- what, a, a, an end around that is like a, a, a what, a 10 yards in the backfield before the ball gets handed off? That's not good scheme. Well, come on now. Come on. Because it didn't work, it's bad scheme. Since when do Packer fans not like end arounds? We liked it when Christian Watson ran for a touchdown on an end around. But because it didn't work, we don't like it. This is what I don't like about this kind of stuff. We like it when it works. It's not bad scheme. It didn't work. That doesn't make any sense. And, and again, unless you're just saying, stop doing everything. No more end arounds. No more anything. But, but again, you're, you're even complaining about like simple stuff like screens. Screens are not cute. Screens are basic plays. So we can't do basic plays. We can't do complex plays we can't even do i mean end arounds aren't really complex plays i don't know what what do you want to do should we just run the ball to aaron jones every play like right out you should draw up the plays that are acceptable because i don't know what we're supposed to do anymore and this is the problem like everybody wants to call in and say it's too complex or it's too simple right it was way too basic it's too we just had a caller say too simple and now you're saying it's too cute and it's too complex I don't think anybody knows what they're talking about. I think we're just complaining, and we want to blame Matt LaFleur, and we have no idea why. I mean, you cannot blame the play calling if you can't see the play! This is basic common sense, guys! Come on! If you can't see the play, you can't blame the play calling! You know what a play is, right? It's more than just the result. The result is one thing. The play is another thing. The play has to do with the quarterback and his, and, and his drop. It has to do with the offensive line and how they block. It has to do with the receivers and where they run their routes and the whole concept behind it. And all we see is a dump-off pass that doesn't work and we go, stupid scheme. 
Come on, man. This is getting silly at this point. It really, really is. Every time Matt LaFleur has guys open and he, he calls the right play, he turns around and shoves his foot right in his freaking mouth. I'm sick of it. There is no excuse for how... See, and again, you're, you're confusing two things. You're saying whenever he has guys open. You mean whenever he has guys open and it gets completed for a reception. And then the next play, he puts his foot in his mouth because what? Because it didn't get completed. That doesn't mean there wasn't somebody open. That doesn't mean it was a bad play call. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not going to talk anymore. I'll let you guys talk. So offense is playing, no sense and Jordan Love so far is not the problem. I mean, oh my even on gosh, top of this, Jersey yeah, yeah, Mike. Aaron Jones gets a first down on this outside oh, one, God. but Emmanuel Wilson had it, and what does Matt LaFleur do? He calls a timeout. It is like he is actively going no, out there. No, no, no. He he had it because they blew the whistle and the defense stopped. And you know why he you know why he called a timeout? Did you notice who came out after? It was Aaron Jones. You know why? Because you know what happens if Emmanuel Wilson runs it and doesn't get it? You call in and say, This guy's an idiot. He has a manual we have Aaron Jones on this team. He has Emmanuel Wilson out there on third down. Did you notice that every single third down he made sure to put Aaron Jones out there? That was that was him doing Everything that everybody's been saying. Stop being an idiot and having guys that are less capable on critical downs than Aaron Jones when you have Aaron Jones. He made sure Aaron Jones was out there and we got a first down. The reason Emmanuel Wilson got a first down, and maybe he would have, but you can't say he would have gotten a first down when they were blowing the whistle and the defense stopped playing. That's nonsense. And again, don't even tell me I'm lying. If he doesn't get a first down on that, you're going to call in and either say, you have A.J. Dillon, who's a bruiser, that you could have run up the middle, or you have Aaron frickin' Jones, and who did he have out there? He had Emmanuel Wilson. This is what I don't like. It's just a matter of it didn't work, and in this case, it did work. It worked. We got the right guy, the right play call, and converted a first down, and you're still pissed about the play calling. I just, I don't get it. Play the frickin' thing. Trying to sabotage his offense because he, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sick of it. And on top of that, Joe Barry is not calling good defense. I'm beyond myself. I'm beyond the excuses anymore. It's halftime. Let's see if something happens. But the fact that there is zero points on the board against what the heck are the Broncos? Disgusting. Disgusting. We deserve to be the worst team in the league right now, and it is not anybody else's fault other than Matt LaFleur. And if it's because he's not bringing the right mojo to the locker room or it's because he's not getting these guys prepared, I don't know what it is, but this team looks disgustingly inept. I'm done. I'm done. Again, the team looked prepared to me. I saw, I mean, again, the defense missed some tackles, this, that, or that. They didn't score a lot of points, so I can't be mad about that. I saw an offensive line that came to play, despite injuries and whatnot. Zach Tom goes to center. He looks great. right? Everything They kept on plugging along. Injuries up and down this team, and, and guys come out, and we continue to play. Everybody else played that I could see. Running backs look great. A.J. Dillon's best game of the season. I don't think it's particularly close. Who, especially on offense, who didn't come? Ben Sims came in for, like, a play. He looked great. I thought Musgrave looked real good. He's got a boot on his foot now. Musgrave looked great. The Guara maybe wasn't great, right? Emmanuel Wilson looked great. So we got three running backs. We got two tight ends that looked great. We got an offensive line that looked great, including when Yash Nyman came in. I didn't see any problems. Did Jordan get sacked one time in this game? So who didn't show up? 
Matt LaFleur and his play calling, I guess. But the players seemed to show up. They seemed ready as far as I could tell. But Jordan was not. And it's absolute silliness that you're saying this isn't Jordan's fault. I mean, even when things were early on and he didn't throw the pick, it was still very, very, at the very least, inaccurate. It's just, it's just a bad day, man. It's just a bad day. And I know Matt LaFleur in his press conference is like, well, I, I take the blame when things don't. He's always going to say that. It doesn't matter because the, the point is it's the whole buck stops here thing. He said that last time, too. It's not the case. I just, well, I shouldn't say it's not the case. Maybe it is the case. I'm just saying that, that it's just, uh, whatever. Chris from Alabama. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Chris from Alabama, man. Uh, halftime. And, man, what are we doing on offense, man? Like, it just seemed like we cannot get into no type of rhythm on right. offense. Well, we, we can't get the ball down the field. I mean, literally, I, I remember, uh, so Blaine was on a plane, and I was texting him some updates, and he had, he had looked at the stats, and he's like, so wait, Jordan has thrown, like, it was a bunch of passes for, like, no yards. I forget exactly what the numbers were. It was like, I don't know, he's thrown 10 passes for 30 yards. Like, what what is going on? I'm like, yeah, literally every pass has been a check down. That's what's going on. So, it, it, again, it's hard to get into a rhythm, even when the running is going well, because if you're running and you get five yards, I mean, that's great, but it's just five yards. And then you throw for two yards, and then it's like, okay, we're still kind of struggling here. The second half, we kind of picked things up because we started pushing the ball down the field a little bit. That's what we're missing. We need 10-yard passes. And if we don't have that, we're never going to do anything. And if we do have that, we're fine. Right? Assuming we don't throw these bonehead interceptions but we can make this team look great if we can just get the ball five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen yards down the field and they're giving us so many opportunities to capitalize on and we're not doing it man i just this is very frustrating to watch this offense is very frustrating to watch where i see walk i don't know what yash naman has done to get in the doghouse or whatever but man, it I think it might be time to make a switch at left tackle. Whether you moving Zach Tom to the left side and putting Josh at right, or just putting Josh at left and letting Zach Tom stay at right, something need to change, man. Cause I'm I'm just sick of every time the referee comes up, it's something on number sixty three. It, it, it it's irking my nerves. This this is very frustrating to watch. But as frustrating as it is, we're still in the game. I don't feel good about the offense at all, but hopefully we can come out in the second half and make some adjustments and do what we need to do to try to win this football game that is so, so winnable. Oh, man, it's frustrating. I'm going to sit back and watch this second half and see what's going on, man. Go, Pat, go, and I'll talk to you after the game, hopefully after the win and hopefully not after a frustrating loss. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to start getting into, I mean, we got some uh, halftime things here. we got two more, it looks like, halftime calls, and then um, maybe third quarter. So I'm guessing there's going to be a spike in optimism until the very end. So we'll see how that plays out. But we'll take one more break, and we'll be back in just a minute. Yo, it's Jimmy. Um, Yo. It is halftime, and I figured I'd do a thing I've never done before, just call it halftime and say things uh you can now start to really see how we are that bad team that people are chalking off as a win whenever they see us on the schedule (laughs) 
just what it is. <laughs> this is where we are. And when they were talking about Anders not having missed a kick all season or an extra point <laughs> or a kick in practice, I'm yep. like, please, please stop talking, please. And they didn't. I think we they all missed. saw that coming. Um, I'm like, that was predictable. I mean, granted, I think they've said the same things about him every game before every kick, but it still didn't feel good to, to hear them jinxing him. Uh, also, um, I think I'm seeing a pattern of officiating of calls not going our way. I think it's because we are young and get no respect. It's like, you know, balls and strikes in baseball, and it's a respected hitter. They get the benefit of the doubt. Well, we're not getting any benefits of any doubts anymore. <laughs> we're just not. We're going to have to earn everything. There was like a pass interference call on us right after there was like no pass interference. Like that Jaden Reed, there's clearly pass interference, nothing. And then they call it on us. So uh, anyway, um, still only nine to nothing. <laughs> yep. yeah, it's still that same situation where if we can just put put a few things together in a row, um, you know, we're, we're going to, we can do something. So we'll see. I've still got some good feelings that we're going to pull this one out, but I think this, like every other game this season, if we're in it, is going to be like rough and maybe we'll pull it out. Uh, but hey, that's part of being a Pack fan, right? Let's get seasons like this once in a while. Go Packle. Well, things do kind of get put together, but you know, again, the problem is we don't do that for four quarters. We do it for like a quarter, quarter and a half. And that's just, that's what makes you a bad football team. That's kind of the bottom line. Hey, Pack that it's halftime right now. And you just can't tell me this defense isn't terrible. I mean, I was so hyped for it. I thought we had the horses. And yeah, we only gave up nine points, but we have an offense that's out of the control of the ball. And we just let them have between the 20th, there's no chance of stopping anybody. I don't care how terrible they are, unless they screw up. If they drop balls, they make a penalty, sure. But, like, they just march right down the field every time. And that's kind of frustrating. Sure, the offense doesn't put up any points, but we're close, it feels like. And then there's just one thing that goes wrong, and, and it's tough. And we're young, we don't, and we don't have as many high-end guys on offense. On the defense, it feels like there's just no chance. That's why I don't like this Joe Barry defense at all. He needs to go. It's time to give it the third best guy in the Rams defense when we hire him. Let's remember that. The 0-16 Lions, big Lions guy that we got. I'm done with it. Anyways, have a good one. I mean, it's it's a bad combination because we have a bend-don't-break defense and an offense that can't stay on the field. So what does that mean? It means we punt, and then they drive down the field. And maybe we hold them to a field goal, which at the end of the day is going to mean they have, end up with a low score. But it's it's, def- it's not a dominant defense. Like This is not like a good defense in terms of just being a suffocating, like can't move the ball. You can move the ball no problem. It's really not that hard to move the ball against the Packers defense. And that's where there's like a disconnect where some people are like, well, they didn't score any points. It's like, well, they suck. It's like, well, how can you reconcile it? Well, it's fairly easy to reconcile it. Um, And again, if this was a really good offense, you would maybe tolerate it. It'd be frustrating because it's like, it'd be cool if we were just freaking awesome and, you know, like got a bunch of sacks and could cover and stop the run and all that kind of stuff, but we can't. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's such a terrible combination because again, we punt 
and then they just bleed our defense down the field and say, oh yeah, hold them for three, great. Okay, then we punt, and then they bleed us. It's like, dude, they have, we've, this we burned a whole quarter, and we've touched the ball like one time, and it was a three and out. Like, this is freaking vicious right now. So, I mean, the defense isn't in my crosshairs at the moment just because the offense is as terrible as it is. But I think it does stand that the defense is not playing the kind of football that you wish that they would. You know, I mean, I, I and again, they, they seem like they get off to a fast start, like I was happy with it. Um, Rashawn was just like in the guy's face every single time. I was like, holy crap, man, he's looking real good today. And then it just seemed like we weren't getting any pressures anymore. And they were running at will. I mean, at, at one, it's like, oh yeah, they came into this with like really good running backs at like five point some odd yards per carry, like really, really good. They're at over seven yards per carry in this game. Like freaking of course, like they're really good, but not usually this good. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, yeah, that's pretty vicious. But yeah, again, it's just it's just a really bad combination of bad offense and a bend don't break defense. It's just it's it's not good. Hey, it's Jimmy again. I, one thing I forgot to mention, the most important thing probably was the second half adjustment that I made, which was to put my jersey on. That a boy. So I do apologize for the first half. I just was thinking this team wasn't worth investing. There's a team wardrobe player in right there. Moment. Um, See, you got people saying that nobody showed up. Dude, Jimmy showed up. But I, I had a change of heart, you know, in the second half. In the second uh, half. As you can see, <laughs> as I'm calling in right now, we just did lose the lead, but it's been a much better half. So I will just, just call in and take my credit um, and make the prediction now um, that, you know, screw it. Uh, we're going <laughs> to go down and win this game. All right. Um, well, now you screwed us. Prediction. You screwed so us, Jimmy. Maybe Thanks I'll a lot. be made a fool of. Oh, also, how about that ricochet catch? Holy right. cow. That was crazy. So we got a little bit of luck going on. It's gotten us back in the game. You know what? We're going to make the most of it. Go back, go. Anybody else hear something in the background of that call? <laughs> Couldn't tell if that was like somebody dying or a cow or, you know, adult things going on. I'm not sure what that noise was, but that was interesting. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? You Good. know, it's Joe the Janitor. What's up, man? Um, yeah, I love just through an interception right when it's about a couple minutes left, maybe a minute and 40 seconds left. To we're already the there. Game, and um, <clears throat> we're down by two. And love throws an interception. So who's the problem? <laughs> Dang it. I was, like, hoping there was going to be, like, a bunch of positive calls mixed in. No, nobody calls when things are good. <laughs> Screw that stupid show. I only call in when I'm pissed. All right, that's fine. I mean, that's the answer. The, pro- the, the problem is Jordan Love. He sucks. Um, he he can't keep us in the game. He's, he, like, uh, his, his long ball, did you just see that? A nice, long throw. This guy is terrible. Um... Honestly, there's no chance of us winning this game. At least they only have one timeout left. But, I mean, <clears throat> the fact that we're probably going to lose to the Broncos is terrible. This might be the Pats Lou uh, talking, but the Green Bay Packers right now are really hurting me. They're hurting my heart and they're hurting my soul. And um, and uh, Jordan Love probably has to go. But anyway... Let's see what happens in the last minute of the game. We're probably going to lose. So long. That got dark fast. (laughs) Jimmy predicts a victory, and then, well, Jordan's got to go, and we're probably going to lose. 
Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. So, uh, interception just happened. Game's basically... just want to say, I'm done making excuses for Matt LaFleur. I know. I'm done. I'm done with all the excuses. I, know. I don't care what anybody has to say. This game, 1,000%, is on a really bad, really bad coaching staff. End of story. It doesn't matter. Jordan Love shouldn't have to go out there and play hero ball to get his back. For the record, he didn't have to play hero ball. We just needed a field goal to win the game. He could have dumped the ball off. He chose to play hero ball. Right? Again, this is the whole thing. It's, it's, you're looking at the result and pretending that the coaches are forcing him to do these things. Right? They weren't forcing him to throw the checkdowns in the first quarter. In the first half. That was his decision. Right? And I don't think it's coincidence that in the second half, like, suddenly everybody's open. Like, it's just this miraculous thing. Like, Matt LaFleur just figured out, like, oh, crap, I was stupid before, and now I'm super smart, and I can get guys open. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he is being forced to throw checkdowns. I don't think he's being forced to throw the ball down the field. He's certainly not forced to throw into double coverage and massively underthrow it. I mean, who knows? Maybe he put a little air under it. This could have been completed. Um, he didn't have to play hero ball. We were in a position to win. He needed to drive us down the field successfully, like he had on those several drives prior to. He could have dumped the ball down and done one of those checkdowns like he did before and just pick up some extra yards and continue the chains moving. He chose to do that. He was not forced to do that. Back into the game with the Denver freaking Broncos. It's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that we can't get anything working until the second half. Are you kidding me? And we're going to put that on Jordan Love because it's all Jordan Love's fault. Look. look. I mean, it, is it? That's the question. I mean, it's not impossible, right? Can you at least concede that it's possible that Jordan Love... I mean, listen, let, let's just think this through for one second here. Hasn't this been Jordan Love's MO the entire season, even in the preseason? He played poorly in the first half. That was true in the pre That was true in practice, in the practices, but suddenly now we pretend it's not true. No, 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 that was Matt LaFleur the whole time. No, it's not. This has been Jordan Love's, specifically Jordan Love's problem the whole year. And again, suddenly the offense works like clockwork. They, they can block, they can catch, they can get open. Everything's working. The only difference, in my opinion, is Jordan Love. It's not an impossibility. It's not impossible. It's entirely possible. In fact, in my mind, it's most likely. We'll find out. But I don't think it's hard to imagine that a guy that is in the entire year struggled in the first half of games. We're talking week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven. He has not had a good half ever. And, 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 and again, this goes to the preseason. This goes into practices. We were talking about this, how he struggles early, but starts getting better as time moves on. So, no, I don't think it's insane to assume that. I mean, why, why is it insane to assume that of Jordan Love, but it's not insane to assume that of, of Matt LaFleur? Like, this is some new affliction that has taken over Matt LaFleur that never was a problem for him before, the play calling. And it wasn't a problem for him in the last game. And we know it's a problem for Jordan Love. It's never been a problem for Matt LaFleur, but now we assume it can't be a problem for Jordan Love and it must be Matt LaFleur. Do you see why I just feel like this doesn't make sense to me? I, I, it's, it's not that the dots aren't connecting. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. The defense 
Uh, you know what? With how bad I feel Joe Barry is coaching this defense and is calling plays, I can't blame them because you're on the field for so long during the game. The fact that this offense can't get it started in the first half, not even the first quarter, the first half, that's the problem. Time after time after time, Matt LaFleur calls the wrong freaking play. What play I remember. I, I don't exactly remember exactly which one it was, but I said to my wife, look, they're going to call the run play to A.J. Dillon, and it needs to be a pass. And what do they do? It's called one on like third and two to A.J. Dillon, and he gets hit basically at the line of scrimmage. And they knew they were going to... The run game was working all day. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying in those types of scenarios. But I, fi- I think that's just very flimsy, at least as far as to move the needle, in my opinion. On a third and two, with a quarterback that's been playing terrible in a run game that's working really well, they chose to run the ball. And I'm supposed to, what, grab a pitchfork and want Matt LaFleur fired? Not so much. The ball! I think it's that drive where we went for it twice on fourth down. But, like, the fact that I know what Matt LaFleur is going to do... No, you don't. And I'm just some Joe Schmo tells me everything I need to know about this Packers offense. Matt LaFleur might be a great offensive coordinator, but right now he is showing that he is a horrible head coach. This team is not ready to play ball. They're I think most of them were. Not ready ever when they come out of the bye. And I, 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 don't even, I don't even want to hear anything out of Matt LaFleur other than if I don't perform, I think I should be fired. <laughs> Th- that's how I feel. This is ridiculous. You've got a guy in his first year starting, and we expect him to be miraculous and constantly bring this team back from the... I'm sorry. Wasn't the complaint... Just that all the, like in the first half, did he throw a single five-yard pass? And now he starts throwing passes, and it's like, I, I just, I mean, come on. We're, we're, whatever. I'm, I'm not blaming Matt LaFleur for Jordan Love's interception. That's silliness. Break? Come on now. I'm tired of this. No, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that Jordan Love was the hero in this story. I, I'm not, I'm not buying that one. All right, so just calling after the Jordan Love interception. I think was not a good play at all. Um, but this is the thing that I just learned watching this game. Two things. One is a positive and one is a negative. Um, one is, like I said, we, we're a bad team. So I'm sure just like everybody else, we're yelling at the TV screen, we're getting mad. Just don't do it. Just watch the game with, like, no emotion, which sucks. Yeah, but I, I don't expect it. I really didn't have any emotion in this game. I really didn't. Like, I know everybody's fired up, probably expecting a, a bounce back. So I really didn't. I mean, I, I just... Look, if if my position is correct, there's really no reason to expect anything different. We saw what we saw, and I don't know that that's going to necessarily improve. So, you know... It would have been cool if they came out swinging and just tearing everything up, but, I mean, we just saw the same team. I mean, you know, again, improved offensive line play and improved improved running play, but that's not what's going to fix this team, and you know it. The problem isn't the offensive line, even though that's what a lot of people were saying prior to this game, but we don't have that excuse to fall back on anymore. Um, 
because the offensive line played great. So we got an offensive line. We got a run game, which was an excuse, but we can't fall back on that one anymore. So what do we need to do? We need to be able to pass, and we couldn't do that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Right now, all the time, the rest of the season, I'm just going to watch the game and be like, hmm. And then if they do something good, yay, but if they do something bad, <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm not, cause I'm not expecting right. anything. Um, the second thing is we would be a actually very good team with a good quarterback. I agree. I'm not going to lie. Like, like Watson would be like a legit number one, could be a legit number one wide receiver. He got injury problems, so I still definitely think we probably need to address that. Um, if we can get a sweet one, but if he had a good quarterback play, he would be a great wide receiver. Uh, Dobbs would be a good number two. Reed is killing it. So Reed is way above the expectations and he would be a good slot. I mean, do you remember when Romeo Dobbs came open on that quick inbreaker and Jordan Love hit him in the feet? <laughs> Does anybody else, anybody else catch that one? Jordan Love is just a terrible QB. And, and I, I don't want us to be like Bears fans and making excuses. Like, everybody has realized he's not good. He's not. Um, I don't want to blame 100% of the loss no, on him, but I got to. Interception caused the game. All we needed was a field goal, and we could have won. Like, it wasn't impossible to get that. So we have a lot of talent on our team. And if we can get one of these two quarterbacks, and I definitely want to hear your scouting on quarterbacks. Maybe it's more than two that's good. But if we can get, like, Mays, I think we would be legitimately sweet for, like, a decade. Like, I, I really believe that. So I'm hoping – now, I don't – it's sad, but I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, almost for the tanking, which, you know, I love the team. I love the young player. Well, I mean, well, I'll let you finish. But it's no purpose of us winning because we're not going to do nothing. We're not going to make the playoffs, and we're not going to do nothing if somehow we got into the playoffs. Like, Jordan Love is bad. Um, I don't know if they're going to cut Russell Wilson next year, but, like, it's so many quarterbacks. Even Derek Carr, I think, is better than him. So it's like so many quarterbacks that are not good that are better than Love. But the play calling – Everything we're throwing short, and every time we throw something deep, it's a, it's a pick and incomplete. It's terrible. We can't win. Wake up, Packer fans. Bye. Yeah, let's just, for everybody that doesn't agree with me, let's just say hypothetically that I am right. I know, I know you don't think I am, but let's just, let's just have a little thought experiment here. We have a play caller that's scheming our guys open. We have talented wide receivers. We don't really see it much because they don't get the ball much, but they're they're talented. Not maybe maybe not elite. We don't have a a uh, Justin Jefferson on our team, but we got good guys, right? They're solid enough. Uh, Musgrave seems decent enough, right? He seems pretty solid. We've got a good stable of running backs, including Aaron Jones, who's just dominant. We have the best pass blocking offensive line in football. Even after those disasters that took place. The last couple of weeks, Jordan Love is the least pressured quarterback in all of football prior to this game. Least pressured quarterback. Okay? So, we have an offensive line. We have receivers. We have at least a tight end. I'm starting to become a believer in Ben Sims. For I mean, that guy does nothing but make plays. Um, and we have a play caller. Let's just pretend. I know. Pretend with me. Okay? Pretendy time. And we've got some talent on defense, but maybe we're not maximizing it. But let's just leave defense alone for just a second. 
What if that is the reality? And what if we genuinely are headed toward a top three, top two, dabbling with number one pick type of situation? Do you understand how good this team could be? Imagine if most of the time there's somebody open and we just need a guy that can get the ball there. Even if Caleb, let's say Caleb Williams is, is like Pat Mahomes, so long as he doesn't see a ton of pressure. But the Packers are one of the few teams in the NFL, legitimately, out of like two teams that um, have a pressure rate as low as what Caleb Williams is seeing right now. It's, it's I think, Miami and Green Bay. The, the only quarterbacks that are seeing that low level of pressure this year. I'm just saying, think how dominant that could be. Now, if I'm wrong, then it doesn't really matter either way. We, we have to figure out what we're going to do. I still don't think there's any scenario in which we say we know Jordan loves the guy. We might need a new play caller. If I'm wrong, fine. We got need a new. We still need a new quarterback. And that that's that's the problem with like throwing Matt Lafleur on the grenade to protect Justin uh, Jordan Love because Jordan Love is still not going to be protected. There's nothing to protect. He's not playing well. We're just blowing up Matt Lafleur just for the fun of it at this point. We we have no idea if Matt Lafleur is doing his job because you would have no way of knowing because Jordan Love isn't doing his. But we're just choosing. To bludgeon Matt LaFleur because it feels good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he sucks. Maybe he does. And again, as a coach, as a leader, as a motivator, all that stuff, I, I, I have no reason to believe he's any good at that. He's never demonstrated that. But I am terrified of throwing away his play-calling ability for some bum and just throwing the entire team down the drain, hoping that we can go get some rah-rah guy that can't do anything. I do not want to get the pitchforks out and get rid of a guy if he's actually calling good plays. And so we should not be calling for his job unless we can actually watch and see that the plays are not working. I'm not talking about the play result. I'm talking about the thought process behind it. I'm talking about the, the for example, on passing plays, is there somebody open? If there is, that means that he called the right play at the right time based on what their defense is doing. But we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. I know for a fact that you don't know. Because I don't know. Because nobody knows. Until we can actually go back and watch the All-22 to be able to see all the players on the field, we have no idea. So I understand the thought process, Omar, because, again, my thought process at this time is, Jordan, it's, it's not working. At all. Like, it's getting super, 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 super bad. Like, Zach Wilson bad. Like, might not even be to Zach Wilson's level bad. And I'm not speaking from my emotions. I'm speaking statistically. The same statistics I used to trash Justin Fields for years to prove that he was at the bottom are the same stats that I would use to prove that Jordan Love is at the bottom right now. And again, it's interesting. When Justin Fields left, suddenly there was a lot of cohesion with that offense suddenly the play calling actually looked kind of brilliant didn't it in chicago that was a motivated team that was a team that was moving down the field with tyson bagent all that and that offensive line that was so terrible that was getting justin fields killed seemed to kind of hold up pretty well so all those excuses just evaporated that's weird out of nowhere and they went on to win the game justin fields has won like four freaking games in his career it's an exaggeration bagent one and oh as a starter in chicago Bears haven't won a game in Chicago since, like, mid-season last, or since early last year. In over a year. This was, I think, their first win in Chicago. I think their other game was on the road. Longest Chicago Bears losing streak in franchise history. Got snapped by Tyson Bagent. Now, it's not the same team, it's not the same situation, but it is a lot of the same excuses. And again, 
Run game excuse is gone. Offensive line excuse is gone. And the only thing left is Matt LaFleur is failing. But only in the first half, which is weird because that seems like a Jordan Love problem. But it's not. It's a Matt LaFleur problem. Even though we know Jordan Love has had issues with that all year. Omar, by the way, if you haven't seen it, I did do a quarterback very, very brief breakdown. Just kind of going through PFF, SIS, and my quick look at just some highlights just to kind of get a feel for what kind of quarterbacks they are. Obviously, they all look good in highlights. It's not really the question of are they good. But just to kind of get a feel for you know what makes them good. Are they pocket passers? Are they mobile? Are they kind of on the run passers, big arm, whatever. So feel free to check that out. I, I squeezed it in on Sunday before the game simply because I was thinking that if Jordan tears it up, then I wouldn't be able to do it again. But I think we can continue this conversation about potential quarterbacks of the future. Maybe not, but if you want to, I think it's safe. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, still got a good pile of calls, but feel free to get your calls in. And otherwise, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.